At some point, every athlete competes in their last game, crosses their final finish line, or scores their last point. All too often, the conclusion of competition feels like the end of being an athlete. Listen to our guest to learn how she continued to weave sports into her life far beyond her last collegiate race, and how the lessons she learned as a track and field athlete remain relevant in her current career at Nike. Welcome to this episode of Bench. This is your host, Jules Makia, with our wonderful guest, Lauren Moody, a former track and field athlete at Carolina. Thanks so much for joining us, Lauren. We're happy to have you. Thanks so much, Jules. It's an honor to be here, and I am so excited to talk with you. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Lauren's career at Carolina, how she ended up at Carolina, and ultimately how she ended up at Nike and her life in and outside of work. So the first question I just wanted to come right off the bat with was how did sports like change or impact your life? And then how, how did it lead you to Carolina? Great question. Sports have played a massive role in my life. To begin with, I have three older brothers who actually all went on to play college basketball. And coincidentally, Coach Roy Williams went to my high school. So when my oldest brother was kind of looking into options, our high school coach was connected with Roy and Roy gave him the opportunity to walk on at Kansas. Then my middle brother ended up playing for Roy at North Carolina and he was actually on the 09 championship team with Tyler Hansborough, Danny Green, Wayne Ellington, the dream team. And then my third brother played at Elon. So naturally I thought it was my destiny to follow in their footsteps and also play college basketball. And then something crazy happened my before my senior year. My mom actually gave me a letter. And this letter had been given to her by her oldest brother, who was a quadriplegic. And the letter encouraged her to go out for track for her senior year. Because he was a quadriplegic, he wasn't able to write this letter. So it was a new technology at the time where he was actually using his mouthpiece. And my mom had saved this letter. Since then, my uncle has passed away. Because he was a quadriplegic, you know, that just gave the letter so much more meaning. And when my mom gave it to me before my senior year started, it kind of planted the seed in my head that maybe I could go out for track. And (laughs) so kind of fast forward, I go through senior year, basketball season had ended and I decided, you know, maybe this is an option for me. And it was great because I had run track in middle school and my middle school coach had transformed into my high school, one of the assistants on the team and she was also super encouraging to go out for the team as well. And I kind of shocked everyone and decided to go out. And you know, from there, the season took off. I had a really successful (laughs) season and was able to run the time that was needed to walk on to the team at UNC. So was able to get into my dream school. And from there, so many opportunities opened, you know, the magic of sports. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into UNC. Was it interesting, like starting a sport a little bit later? What was that like to make that transition so abruptly? Gosh, you know, Jules, it was such a whirlwind. And I think not knowing that it was going to happen made it easier because I was able to not have that stress. And just going to every race, I had no idea of how it was going to go. Just no expectations. And I think whenever you're going into those kinds of situations, it makes it easier to handle and you just kind of have fun with it. What were the events that you ran in high school and then in college just for background info? Yeah so I ran the 800 and you know the four by fours in high school same thing with college just continued on that trend. 
Yeah. So while being an athlete at Carolina, what was your experience like? How did it shape what you wanted to do? And how did it shape you as an individual? Carolina offered so many opportunities. And I think being an athlete, they really are able to just dive into that with the programs that they offer in the leadership program. And also as far as mentorship, I think just being an athlete, you're able to connect with so many people on the same level, people who have the same goals and values. And luckily enough for me, I was able to have teammates who set that example and who really took the time to also invest in my future and, you know, listen to my dreams. And without that, you know, I never would have had this opportunity to intern at Nike. And yeah, I think just being an athlete, it opens so many doors and you're able to push yourself. But being at Carolina specifically is just the overall dream. (laughs) Yeah. How did Carolina like impact your journey with Nike? How did it influence it? I know you had an internship during undergrad. Could you like explain how all that came together? Absolutely. So before coming to Carolina, Nike itself had always just kind of been this like dreamy company, you know, maybe in another lifetime, I would work for them. And then on the team, I had had a few teammates who actually had the internship. One of them was Chris Mattaferi. And oh my gosh, Chris, I owe him my life. (laughs) He is like a brother to me. And he had had the internship this summer for two summers before I, I had gotten it. And, you know, he was such a big role and still continues to play a massive role in showing me that it was possible. And he connected me with Dana Gillen, who's in the department, and she was massive influence also. And, you know, you just you're able to prep and hear about Chris's experience, hear about, you know, what other previous student athletes had done it and speak with them. And it becomes an actual reality. And you're like, okay, maybe I I can do this. I had a friend at the time who was also going through the same same experience and trying to get it. So we kind of like were able to put our heads together and it ended up working out. I think, you know, very lucky. And I think it helps entirely to have those people who go out on a limb for you and kind of put in those recommendations and take the chance. That's that's everything to to make it happen. Yeah. It's so funny you mentioned Dana because she was also so impactful for me. I ended up getting an internship with Wasserman my sophomore summer, so after my sophomore year before my junior year. And I remember going to Dana's office and I was like, "Should I apply for these internships? Like I know I'm like younger and underqualified." And she was like, "Absolutely." go for it like and she helped me prep and like I ended up getting it even though I was under the age for it and literally working at Wasserman changed my whole career path so I owe that to Dana of like pushing me and being like yes absolutely like I so think you can do it so I'm really appreciative to her just like you are so it was funny that you mentioned her and I feel like that's like such a under appreciated aspect of like the things you get as an athlete like you get this large group of people that always have your back. I'm really grateful for that as it seems you are as well. And it really impacted my like future career and it clearly impacted yours as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Dana is wonderful and how they're, I think it, as you said, like it's really underestimated how important it is to have those people that, you know, they tell you this is a chance, like you need to take the chance because it's not ingrained within us to 
completely like believe in ourselves that we can do it, but we totally can. And to have people do that extra push is everything. I also wanted to talk about too, I know you're still running a lot and like, even though you've moved into this next aspect of your life, like running is still a big part of your life. And I wanted to know like what made you want to continue running after graduation and competing? Yes. So running obviously hadn't played a major impact in my life until my senior year. And then I think once I got into college, it just kind of started interweaving itself into my life in more ways than I had ever expected. It really is one of those sports where once you get into a groove, you kind of you get it like addicted to that feeling of how good it feels. And to be honest, when I feel like I'm running my best is also when I feel like my most powerful and, and my most beautiful. And so it's a feeling that you just continue to chase. So unfortunately in college, I was kind of plagued with a ton of injuries, never really felt like I was able to reach my full potential. Especially when you come off such a high senior year in high school, you like think the possibilities are endless, right? So. I think after graduating, there was this feeling like there's still something there. I kept running and, you know, keeping up the grind, but not as hard as college. And then actually during COVID, running has been the biggest blessing in disguise. My former teammate, Blake Dodge, approached me. She had taken a fifth year after me, so she had kind of kept it up a little bit longer than I had. And she said, Moody, you know, I think there's still more in the tank. Let's continue training and like maybe try racing later. And it was probably like the perfect thing at that moment. And it still has been such an amazing thing to have during this, these interesting times. You know, it's running has been such a gift and to be healthy is the biggest gift, but it's such a break from the day and it is the highlight of my day. But also it just allows that opportunity to go beyond your limits. And I think that's something that like I really appreciate doing. It helps me feel like I'm trying to be the best version of myself. Yeah, so we are just kind of continuing on this journey and it's exciting. Who knows where it's gonna end up? We have this wonderful coach, Coach Angela McDonough, and she's super empowering as a female and just gives us that energy boost that we really need to keep us going. So yeah, we'll we'll see where we're at in the next year. It's a process, you know, enjoying the journey and <laughs> we'll just see where it all ends up. Are you currently training for any competitions or like any races that you have in mind? Not at the moment. We're kind of just focusing on getting super fit and staying healthy and just enjoying the whole process and not really focusing on the end goal. I wanted to ask too, like, so your career obviously revolves around sports. So your life is still very much engraved in sports. And I wanted to know, like, What was your career journey like? Was it a straight shot from undergrad to Nike or were there pit stops along the way? What's your story there? So after college, I really craved that New York energy and living that big city life. So made the move, didn't have a job, but I found an internship, luckily, through a friend. And (laughs) it was actually in the fashion realm. I've always really loved fashion. I think it's such a beautiful form of art. Um, but I, I don't have any connections into the industry. And so it was really a brand new perspective. So I dabbled my hands in there. You know, I kind of actually realized that being an athlete wasn't super valued. And to me, that was tough because, as you said, like sports is such a huge part of my identity and what has shaped me into who I am today. And so 
after a few months in that, I kind of decided it was time to pivot and get back to something that my background is in. So I kept interviewing. I was kind of scrambling to find a job because as you know, the city's really expensive. You can't go there for more than a couple of weeks without having an income. So luckily I was able to land a role as an assistant account executive at an ad agency. And it was crazy. And I don't think a coincidence at all, but the manager and I really bonded over sports. She loved Kentucky. I hated Kentucky. She hated Kansas and I love Kansas. So it was just kind of like our thing that bonded us. And she saw that being an athlete was super important and that would make me a good candidate. So she gave me this opportunity. And I think being an athlete, it helps you so much in your career because you're kind of training essentially your whole life for tough moments and to be under pressure. And when you're in situations that are really pushing you out of your comfort zone and when work gets really hard, it's those moments that you've trained for that really like give you that extra step. So in that role, my manager actually left and that gave me a huge opportunity to kind of step into his role and play his part, but it was big steps. So I was wearing a ton of different hats. And I think at being this young in our careers, it's so crucial to be doing all of these different things to kind of figure out what you know, what you like, and um, what you're good at and what you need to improve at. So yes, I would say sports has played a massive role in that. And it allows you to be kind of that adaptable, evolving, nimble person that is really crucial to every team, you know, on top of all of those great qualities that you learn as far as how to lead and being a good teammate and project management, time management, all of that stuff. It's so, so crucial to being that good teammate and finding success, I think, in your career. Yeah. How, okay, so you were there and then how did you end up back at Nike? What made you make the career shift? So great question. I think being in that role for a year, I kind of started to take a step back and ask myself, is this setting me on the right course to what I want to do long term? And I think advertising is such a wonderful industry, but at that point, it was just very clear to me that I wanted to get back to sports. And, you know, Nike has always been a company that I loved and I still had really great communication with my former manager during my internship. And it just felt right that I needed to get back to this whoosh and kind of leave that life in New York and just start something new and get back to what I knew, but also you know, begin a new life in Oregon and see what was what was out there for me. Yeah. Wait, what was the transition like going from a bustling city like New York back to nature and Oregon and stuff like that? It was such a switch. New York, I absolutely love its energy and how it doesn't ever stop. Portland's really, really amazing as well. And everyone here is so kind. It's just like you go to the grocery store and people actually try to have conversations with you. I was not used to that. But coming from Asheville and the mountains and having like a super nature central childhood, it was really great to get back to my roots. And I think every weekend my friends are always doing these epic adventures, going skiing at Mount Hood or going to the coast. So definitely a switch, but a good one altogether. So the next question I have was about Nike and how have you seen Nike support athletics, like women's athletics since working there? And like, is that something that matters to you? Yes, 
Oh my gosh, empowering female athletes is something that is so important to me. It's really cool because I came back to Nike in 2019, which was a year that our former CEO, Mark Parker, had announced this was going to be a tipping year for women. So since then, I think it's been incredible to see the work that we've pumped out. And not only in these massive marketing campaigns, but we really do a good job of walking the talk that we're doing. So more recently, you might have seen one of our campaigns called The Toughest Athletes. And have you happened to see that, that video on motherhood? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So every time I watch it, it makes me tear up. I think it's so powerful. And with that, we also released our first collection for maternity wear, which was amazing. And we're also taking more steps for creating inclusive sizing products. You know, we came out with the first full coverage swimsuit and first pro hijab. That was amazing. And then looking at another example, I think we've done a really great job with the WNBA. We recently just released their new jerseys. And you may have seen like in women's college basketball and basketball in general, they're rolling their shorts. So I think Nike kind of took that insight and they were like, wait, why are these athletes rolling their shorts? They shouldn't have to, you know, do anything with their jersey to play their best. So we really took that into consideration and wanted to create a jersey that was able to not only reflect who they are, also connect to their cities and just like bringing that deeper story to their game. And at Nike, stories are huge because obviously storytelling is like such a basis of humanity. So it's very crucial, but not just jerseys, you know, Nike really takes that extra step to dive into communities. And we work with the WNBA to get them involved with their local communities to get children more involved in sport. And then our networks at Nike have also worked together with them as these women are transitioning from their professional basketball careers into their careers. So I think that's been like super cool to see and be a part of. And I think we're only going to continue to do better and to listen more and innovate better for the female athlete into the future as well. So big movement, so here for it. (laughs) Yeah, that must be really amazing to feel like a part of and be a part of something that big and like at such a big company too. And like to have such a worldwide impact and like be the trendsetter. I think it's really awesome. I forgot to ask this earlier, but can you kind of lay out what you do at Nike, like how it was different than the jobs you've done before? Like what is your title and like, what do you do? Yes, so I am a global brand product copywriter and we worked with the product managers who are working directly with the factories to develop their products. And we kind of get those stories from them and write directly for nike.com. So every time you're going to click on a product and you click read more, or that little blurb that's just sitting there is written by us. And every product has its own unique story. And it's, I think, super crucial for the whole consumer experience to know how much thought is going into each product. And as far as how it differentiates from previous roles, this is definitely a creative hat. My former role at the ad agency, I was from the account side. So you are more so dealing with clients and kind of helping managing the creatives. So it's kind of, I'm really, really grateful for that job because it enables me to take those skills into this job and try to be the best creative I can be. Yeah, that's so cool. And I feel like it's so nice too. like you got the opportunity to kind of like dip your feet in, see what you liked. And then you ended up in a role that was like so different, but all the skills you learn, like have made such a huge impact. Absolutely. Yeah, the next question I have, obviously, 
this is bench so talking about elevating female stories but what is it like obviously we know the sports industry is heavily dominated by males so what has it been like being a female in a male-dominated space and industry and what are some things that you think are still left to be changed you know fortunately i think i've never really been affected or singled out as a female in my career I've always felt super supported by every team that I've been on. And I think I look at it more so as not just being a female, but like being a young person in any career. Having that outlook as being a young professional in the world is really interesting at this at this period that we're at. And there's definitely been like a few main things that I've learned throughout this journey. But essentially, like I think relationships and having community is everything and that wherever you are, you can learn from whoever you're working with. There's always something that you can get better at and can learn from their story and, you know, just continue to keep growing, whether that's in life or in your career in general. But also I think something that's that Nike has shown me, both men and women, everyone along the spectrum, is that paying it forward is so huge. And it's something that I heard you talk to Heather O'Reilly about in your past podcast, but just being able to recognize how amazing people have been to help you get to where you are and how important it is that we need to give back to those who follow behind us so that they too can do the same. I think reciprocity is everything. And, you know, you think about your journey and I think about how my middle school coach and he she encouraged me to go out for track my senior year that completely changed my life or someone who went out on a limp to help me get an interview you know those moments mean everything and they amount to this all so if we can kind of continue as a whole <laughs> as a whole group to do the same i think in general humanity will be better because <laughs> we're just all kind of looking out for each other helping out one another and caring more about each other Yeah, it's something I always say, like, in the realm of sports and being a female in sports, like, obviously, there's not a lot of us. Something I heard from my friend Sam Moore, who was on the podcast, said this the best. She was like, it's all about not closing the door behind you. You know, if you're the only one that ever gets there and don't help anybody else get through that door, then, you know, it's pretty pointless. And so I think that's been my favorite new, I guess, mantra about women in sports. It's, you know, you can break ceilings, but are you going to help others get there too? Looking at how far I've come, like already where I want to go in my career, I would never have gotten here without people like Mary Spencer, who took the risk on me for my first internship in sports at Wasserman. I was young. I was, I didn't have any experience in marketing or sports. And she was like, no, we want you. Like you're passionate about women's sports. And literally we had talked about women's sports and I just went on and on about like inequality. And she, she's been such a mentor and, you know, cricket and Professor Osborne, like all these people. I wouldn't be where I am if they hadn't opened the door behind them, you know? So it's the same thing. It's about like paying it forward, like you said, and just making sure we can continue to get women in sports and just open the door to people who might not have had the door before and making you know sports a more inclusive place because in the past, a lot of the leadership hasn't been inclusive. So that's so important. Exactly. And if you look at a timeline, I mean, women haven't been playing sports that long. And, you know, the sports bra was pretty much recently created. <laughs> so from that time, we've jumped a long ways, but there is so much further that we can go and continue to keep growing females in sport. Yeah, no, I took a class and 
it was about like American sports. And so we talked about the rise and the fall and then the rise of women's sports because before the 50s, like women were playing sports and then it kind of was like against social norms. And then so it was pushed away. And then with the creation of Title IX, it has opened up a world again to women, but there's so much left to go. Like you said, the sports bra literally actually came from a woman like sewing two jock straps together. It's just things like that that have revolutionized and like allowed women to have a place in sports and there's so much more left to go. But I think it's like all about these little steps and just keeping sports inclusive and welcoming. But yeah, I, I wanted to ask a couple pieces of advice that you might have for people what would be like the one thing that you think helped or you learned from being an athlete that has helped you be successful in your career? I think something that has definitely played a big part for me has been believing in yourself. And when you're going against the odds, whether it's going for that internship that you don't think is possible or trying to beat your personal best and you're not doing it alone. You always have your team around you, supporting you and elevating you. And it's not only important to believe in yourself, but to elevate others. I think by doing that, it's able to help your journey along even more so and just makes it all the more so enjoyable as well. And when you're able to kind of believe in yourself and chase what it is that gives you that passion or that brings you that joy, it's able to frame the entire path that you're on and makes every day even more meaningful. Whatever you're doing, it might not be your dream job at first, but if you're staying the course and you know trusting the process, which sports has done so well as teach you that, <laughs> you know, you might not completely get the goal, but it's all about enjoying what happened along the way. And I think at the end of the day, that's that's what you can walk away from knowing that you did your best, you are trying your hardest and you're doing with people that you love. Yeah. Is there anything else that like you want to talk about or you wanted to add before we finish up? I think, you know, what we talked about earlier, Jules, as far as supporting one another, these have been really difficult times during COVID. And, you know, we've learned that community is, it's so, it's so, so crucial to just have those people around you that are able to, to support and you can do the same for them. So let's continue to do that and let's elevate one another as you're doing on this platform and listen to what people need in order to be their best. And yeah, keep keep on going. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us today. I really appreciate all of your words of wisdom and for coming on and taking the time out of your busy schedule. So thank you. Thank you, Jules. This has been such an honor. So special to speak with you. Yeah, well, thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Bench. This has been your host, Jules Makia, with our wonderful guest, Lauren Moody. Want to share your story? Whether you prefer to share on a podcast, in a video, on a panel, or in a written blog, we cannot wait to hear from you. Just go to uncutchapelhill.com. That's uncutchapelhill.com. Click get involved and then share your story. Amplifying your voice has never been so easy.